Hello, welcome back. I just like. What? <laughs> Did I say it too soon? That was perfect. Perfect. Oh my god, I um, I I actually booked to get Botox tomorrow, and then um, my Botox woman just texted me saying they have to cancel because Rosie's sick tomorrow. Oh no. I know, and then she was like, "Can you come in Saturday?" But I'm on the I'm on the town on Friday, so I don't think I can get Botox hungry. I reckon Rosie's on the town tonight, Thursday, Thursday. <laughs> she's pre preemptively called in sick. And then she asked me to, so I was like, "I only can do next week," but I kind of want to book it. Then like, and then just go the next day. So it's like an impulse thing. I can't be asked to like wait. I just I just want to impulse buy it, but. So I just cancelled it. What are you gonna I'll get? Just, I'll do it another time. What are you gonna get Botox? I was gonna get, I was gonna get my forehead and my like, crow's feet. <gasps> I just want my face. I kind of want it to look like I've had too much. <laughs> oh, you want to look like a drag drag race girly? <laughs> yeah, it's like. Do you? I saw this really funny TikTok about women who refuse to have surgery or Botox, and one of them was Nicole Kidman. I was like, Nicole Kidman has not refused to have <laughs> Botox. Have you seen her? She has not had an expression for about fourteen years. So. I love. Um, do you know that Azealia Banks face? Uh, Azealia Banks um, lyric where she's like, uh, "My pussy's tighter than Nicole Kidman, Nicole Kidman's face." <laughs> <laughs> Same. It's so good. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's iconic. So today we're discussing the Sex and City episodes, um, but the, the two episodes that are in LA. I actually don't even remember. One is called Sex in Another City. The first one's called, um, oh my god, what's it called? The first. So the first one's called Escape from New York, and the second one's called Sex in Another City. <laughs> We decided to do these episodes because it's like the most depressing month of the year. And actually, Blue Monday just like well, Blue, is it Blue Monday that just happened this week? Yeah, Blue Monday so the sixteenth. We're feeling the pinch. Oh, which one's your favorite episode out of the both of them? Before we got um, go into them, I think I think Sex and Another City is my favorite. Yeah. So okay. So before we start this episode, because we've started in. We've started at episode 13 of season three, and I imagine a lot of you haven't watched that episode in ages. I hadn't watched it for, I would say, a decade. So what? I was just going to cut. I know, I know. It passes me by. It always seems to go to the same episodes. I don't know why. I always go to this episode. Really? Maybe I will now. It's, yeah. It's, it's, a fun, it's, a fun, it's a fun pair it's of episodes. It's warming. Um, so I'm just going to give you a background of what they're up to. So Carrie has just had a altercation with Big again. She's been cheating on, a is it Aiden with Big? Yeah. So it's all just come out. The shit's hit the fan. The sordid so affair. She is escaping her sordid affair with Big by going to LA to pitch a or to sell her story to a studio who want to make it into a movie. So she's just working all that stuff out. And obviously she's taken a massive amount of baggage, physically and emotionally, <laughs> to LA. Um, then we've got Miranda. I Miranda is just really annoying in these two episodes. I was going to say she's got terrible hair, terrible outfits and a terrible attitude. Um, and what has she been doing early in this season? Do you remember? Forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> I think I only remember Miranda more when she's a uh, when she's had Brady and when she's had the baby because it's just she's just a more interesting character. 
Is she on the running club and that guy wants her to run her? Oh, yeah, she's going on all those dates and she's just... She's all having just bad dates. Yeah. And we all just know she's going to end up with... um, Miranda. Steve and Miranda. With Steve. So that's her. (laughs) She's very much in her... That single Pringle Yeah, she's ignoring all the signs. She's not going to where she needs to be, which is Steve. Yeah. And, like, this is, like, obvious in this episode because she's so uncomfortable in herself so. yeah she's a hard watch these two episodes though um trigger warning there uh charlotte is recently married to trey so she's just had a glorious wedding but she has not consum- consummated the wedding is that the right word um yeah it is. so she has um she's very much traumatized by trey um but she's still a rich bitch later on in these episodes she can't afford a flight a six-hour flight to la on the whim which i imagine was on the whim quite, and a bit but I bet it was first class as well. And then yeah. we've got good old Samantha, who is just good for this episode. And yeah, she's just carrying Samantha's on her... just Samantha's always like doing her best, I feel like. I don't think she has many hiccups until Richard. I thought that, yeah. So in these first few, the first few series of Sex and the City, she's not really played with many issues. She's just more of like comic relief. Yeah. And then later on, they kind of give her the Richard issues. And then they also give her, obviously, the breast cancer thing, which is massive, which I yeah. think she handled really, really well. But yeah, she's still in a like kind of like YOLO era. Yeah, I think so. that's why she embraces LA a lot more than the girl, the other girls, because she's just like carefree. And it's like, you kind of have to be like that when you're going to locations that you're not used to and environments you're not used to. You just have to be open and Samantha yeah. English, she meets Hugh Hefner and has a great time. Embrace the serendipity of it all. Exactly. So yeah, let's get into the episode. So he goes straight into like Carrie in a rainy New York, um, and then they're meeting all the girls meet up for brunch, and <laughs> I don't understand why Charlotte's not invited to go to LA. Because she did. She want to stay with Trey. Yeah, to start her marriage. I, yeah, I put maybe she was like dictatized. She needs to stay, but then she realized she got she... out of it. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say this episode was it aired on the tenth of September two thousand. Oh my Se- god! September the eleventh hadn't even happened yet. The credits were still showing the Twin oh, Towers. Yeah, um, and I think it's really interesting because it's obviously like over twenty two years ago, and like at the beginning of the episode, they're sitting around the table, and Charlotte is showing them photographs. <laughs> oh yeah. Her wedding. I was like and her photographs of their like golfing on her um what's it called? On the honeymoon. honeymoon. Bermuda like, in Bermuda. In Bermuda darling. And <laughs> they how funny like when you usually go in Hindus we would have known about it from no Hindus honeymoons, you know about it from Instagram and yeah. I was really jealous that I could just miss the days of a photograph. And not knowing about people's lives. But yeah, it's old as fuck, this episode. It's so old. This whole series is fucking old as fuck. Like. Yeah, that's so true. But when, I was just thinking when um, Carrie leaves Charlotte on her own, she was like, no, go, go, I'm going to get another cup. And I was like, what did people do on their own when, like, in 2000, when they didn't have, like, a phone to, like, casually... She just is sat there so <laughs> awkwardly when Carrie leaves. She's just there, like... I'm getting another cup. And, but you know, um, Charlotte is so obsessed with herself, marriage, and Trey <laughs> that she would just sat there and like gazed at those photos. Oh, yeah, true. Most same people would have just read a book or like people watch, but she would have been. She, yeah, she didn't have a book at anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Oh, that's so true. It's so old. And even like gossiping, like they had to literally wait to get that coffee and that brunch to gossip about. Yeah, that's true. Like plan their trip. They couldn't literally have a group chat and not see each other for three months. Yeah, literally. We like live update people at our dramas at all times now. I'll be like texting under the table while something's happening yeah. right in front of me. Yes. <laughs> I wish I had the... I wish I was able to like w- like withhold telling people stuff straight away and then like see their faces when I tell them IRL. But I just don't have uh, I just don't have that I don't have that ability. It's really fun having it written down because like you can read it back as well. <laughs> that's true. When you want to have a bit of a laugh. Yeah, that's true. But just search your ex boyfriend's name in WhatsApp. Or something. <laughs> Gus. Um. So they do a lovely little segue, like transformation, transition, sorry, into Carrie closing the door of the cafe and then, (laughs) oh, she's in LA, which is really really not Sex and the City-like. They definitely changed pace for this pair of episodes. Just the thought of Carrie being flown out with like two of her friends to LA to stay in the standard to option her like column as a film. Like, that would just never happen anymore, like... Well, technically only one of her friends, because Miranda didn't get a room. <laughs> so, yeah, the half of the dream. But yeah, it is... I don't... Well, how has she got a silver screen project in 2000, but by 2021 she's only got a podcast? In it, babes. So what happened? She what happened, have... turn. She... You should have taken that film. She should have. She should have fucked Matthew McConaughey. 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 And just let. Yeah, she could have been a big. This could have been a big star. She um, could have been Nicole Goodman. So when they first get this, they obviously stayed at the standard, and you've stayed at the standard before. Um, I haven't actually stayed at the standard, I've just gone oh. for drinks there. <laughs> but we can pretend I stayed at the standard. <laughs> That was the time on my birthday I went to the stand with like a herd of gays and we just made friends with more gays and then some other older gays kept buying us drinks and then I FaceTimed Mel when I was really drunk and you were on a train going think, somewhere really depressing. I think we tell this story every other podcast. Yeah, we have, but it's such a good story. <laughs> it's a good story. Um, and they walk in and there's a sexy man in a fake fish tank reading is, yeah. a book or a magazine so, of some yeah. sort. I wonder um, if he's like reading it upside down or something. That feels yeah. very LA. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'll come back to that. But like, um, the first thing I know is Miranda's dress sense. Why is Miranda in LA looking like she lives in Chelmsford? Like, <laughs> she looks so bad. She does. But it's funny how throughout the ep- like the two episodes, Miranda's like clothes changes like. She gets a bit more like colourful and she's like, Oh, I love LA. Oh yeah, that's so true. She does. I think she's just had a really bad haircut this this season. This hair is fucking awful, isn't it? Like the so, little fringe. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like um for those of you who've seen it, it's like a real side cut fringe, a really nineties style, and then it's like to the ear, then like straightened out, so it's like kicking out. Really, really early two thousands haircut and it's like bright red. Yeah, we'll post it in our in we'll our post it on the grid. <laughs> oh, and they actually the um the standard closed down. I think like in the pandemic, the WeHo standard. Oh no! And then also the standard that was in downtown LA closed down in twenty twenty one as well. So there's no there's no the standards anymore at all in Los Angeles, which is super weird. 
that's bizarre. I thought it would have like stood the test of time because it's so culturally yeah. significant. I know, like apparently Leonardo DiCaprio and other like celebs like opened it like when it first, the one we heard when it first opened. So on the maybe there's like a drug cartel that's like attached to it, so they had clothes. Like I really want to know, like. I really want to know. I want to watch the real friends of WeHo as well. Sorry, I just got distracted <laughs> by that. <laughs> They'll just be in the toilets doing coke and the abandoned, the standard. Yeah, maybe they closed it down. Maybe they never went. And then um, actually in the uh, the story about the standard closing in downtown um, on the LAist, which is like a website about LA, it's the intro that intro of the article says and just like that the standard's footprint will disappear <laughs> from the city <laughs> always bringing it back it was it made for a very memorable two episodes the pool looked divine yeah the pool is fab and you like anyone can go there even if you're not staying there like it's just oh it's so it was so cute and apparently the interiors like had never changed like that like the entire time it opened that's so interesting because i was going to ask you if the interiors have changed because they're so 90s yeah no they were exactly the same wishy-washy yeah like i don't i can't remember if there was like a big chandelier thing because i was pretty drunk (laughs) but like everything was pretty much the same oh r.i.p you'll be missed i think it's been bought by um some developer who can turn it into apartments or something Oh, I know. We'll get an Airbnb there or something. Yeah, that's true. We'll just spend our paycheck on that. We'll expense it on our company, <laughs> on our company card. On the <laughs> company card. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mum. <laughs> Imagine. Um. So they're all checked in, and then straight away we're at the bar. Thank God. It's a very stressful six-hour trip. Um. Yes. And we have. Sarah Michelle Geller in the house. We do. We do. Um, who's iconic? Oh my god, I love her in this episode. Like it's funny because um, like obviously Matthew McConaughey like plays himself, and then who's um, Keith? What's his act? Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn is isn't playing himself, and then Carrie Fisher's playing herself. And, like, it's, like, why is Sarah Michelle Gellar not playing herself? It's really funny. But, like, this was, like, Sarah Michelle Gellar, like, in her peak fandom. Like, apparently she had to take, like, three hours off set off Buffy to, like, run to do this and then went back to shoot Buffy straight away. I saw a tweet recently and they were, like, why is everyone adapting, like, Africa, like, AAV, like, obviously a big thing. Like, people talk in this certain way, even though they never really talk to black people or are raised in black communities, etc., etc. And then I saw a reply tweet and and they were like, yeah, white, like white girl slang and white girl, like how, how white girls used to talk in America in the late nineties was so iconic. Think like Clueless. Mm. And then like Sharon Michelle Gellar's character in this is like, hey, you're a loser. You are a loser. And it's just so, loser, loser. And it's just like, whatever loser. (laughs) She's such a loser. And I just have, (laughs) I haven't heard people talk like women talk like that for ages, and it's just remind me of that tweet because it's so true. Like that's so true. Just refining your own kind of slang and your own language based on your communities and your own like what you've been surrounded by. Do you remember that Bella Hadid video where she's like looking at sneakers? Yeah. And then she's and then she's like, Homeboy could get it if he was wearing these sneakers. It's like, what the fuck? And (laughs) even now she's adopted this Euro like Euro. Yeah. Yeah, like the French little 
like accents. Yeah. <laughs> Very bizarre. But obviously, if she's adopted Euro thing, it's more like white and she's more popular because of it now. But yeah, it just made me laugh. It's so like, she's so like late 90s, like popular white girl living for yeah. it. Bring it back. Bring it back, Emily. It left when the hills left, in my opinion. I'm a, a yeah, true. Oh, RIP, another LA cultural icon, the hills. <laughs> then Samantha meets Garth. Garth with a perfect girth. <laughs> they could have made him a bit cuter. <laughs> Not a fan of him. Yeah, but he was very LA as well. Like, I don't know. And like everything he wears and like, he's kind of, I think they literally just have him in this episode just so they could say Garth with a perfect girth. Like, he <laughs> he's barely in this episode. <laughs> it's just him and his dick. Ugly man, ugly name, stupid storyline. Yeah. Live for so it. stupid but so good. Yeah. And then when Samantha like says, Oh, stay in the uh standard room uh one oh two and then he's like, Okay, I'll come and she's like, I always do <laughs> <laughs> So I think Samantha in this episode is really dumbed down. Like she's just such yeah. a caricature of herself. They must have just like whoever wrote mostly for Samantha took the day off for this episode. Maybe it was just like her character on holiday though. She's just like Woo! Yeah, like no need to think about PR or No thoughts. No just vibes. No thoughts behind those eyes. Um <laughs> Yeah, and I just thought it was really just every time you saw us like this is just gonna be really a massive innuendo. Yeah. And her outfits as well were like even like even Samantha was like these are so tacky like the really yeah. like obnoxiously like baby blue sparkly top like um jumpsuit oh, she yeah. wears and then they're like the really short dress she wears to go to the premiere yeah she's like a massive caricature of herself yeah she's definitely just been really dumbed down for this episode but there's so I think much all the girls episodes, it works. Yeah, like all the girls are like slightly changed by LA, so and like Samantha's like easily swung by stuff like I think like by materialistic like things. So I think she's like the first one you see like it like her clothing like changes instantly, whereas like Carrie slowly comes around to liking it, and then Miranda slowly comes around, and then Charlotte really likes it. Um, so it's just yeah, I think it's like funny, and then they all end up hating it as well. <laughs> That's the thing, that's the running thing throughout the whole episode is in like LA versus New York City. LA is fake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they actually, they, from the transition to the beginning to the end is that they actually turn into more LA. Even though they're like clinging on to New York for dear life. As, yeah. if, they're only, as if they're away for like months, not just a week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I also actually wrote when Sarah Michelle Gell and Carrie are like drinking. Sarah Michelle Gell is drinking a martini. I really wouldn't expect that from her character. Oh, I feel like she would be drinking drink. like a passion fruit martini or some no like a passion fruit like something more fruity and I think Carrie is like drinking margarita but it's like the most yellow margarita it's minging it looks, and there's no ice there's no salt around the rim it's yeah gross. I know, the drinks always look really warm on sex and sea and obviously because it's yeah they are just probably just warm coloured water but <laughs> yeah <laughs> just but they look especially yeah. bad on this episode yeah <laughs> And on that scene, though, who would you cast as Carrie in the adaptation? I wrote this as well. <laughs> I, um, who would you? Because I actually haven't I actually haven't thought about this. So when I was watching the scene, I was kind of thinking, like, she wasn't going to say Matthew McConaughey. I thought she was going to say, we've cast someone and it's going to be really offensive, like, older woman. Not to say we're older women are offensive, but I thought Carrie would be like, oh, don't cast 
Betty White yeah, as me. Yeah. Like I'm not. It's not that, <laughs> not that bad. So I do like a Bette Midler or like a Meryl Streep. They were gonna say something like that. Um, yeah, but for that a Carrie in this day and age, if you were gonna ask about actresses in present moment, Today. I would say a. Oh my god, that's a really hard question. Oh, like Anya Taylor. I was. Gonna, Taylor. I don't think she's that. She I don't think she'd be like good, her. but. Uh, Florence Pugh. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh my god, it would be Florence Pugh, wouldn't it? I would love to see Florence Pugh in this kind of role. Is she annoying enough to be Carrie though? No, I feel like she's kind of annoying, isn't she? No, she's more. I don't... Yeah, I think she could do it. Um... <laughs> what do you think, Blake Lively? I'm not really a fan of Blake Lively, but she, oh did, my god. she was a Serena Vanderwoodson, which was kind of Carrie S. That would be good. Yeah, I could imagine that actually. But then he would play Mr. Big. Um, Adam Driver. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that's so easy. This is re- yeah. This is very much how casting rooms work. I hope. <laughs> yeah. Blake Lively and Adam Driver <laughs> It'd be such a weird combination. Oh my god! Yeah, because with Carrie, like she's kind of like Blake Lively. Everyone thinks she's really stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I need someone with like a little bit of a edge. Edge. We'll we'll think about that. We'll get back to you, Sarah and Michelle Geller, don't worry. <laughs> we'll add it we'll add it into this bit. Uh so I'm just jumping in now. These are my if which characters would be played by which actresses in the Sylvia silver cinema what's it called silver? on the silver screen in 2023 on the silver screen in 2023 so my first one would be um Olivia Wilde <laughs> would play Miranda she seems like she has the same chaotic like hates herself energy that Miranda <laughs> does oh my god wow <laughs> then um Charlotte would be played by Le- Leah Michelle both disturbed women in their own rights hate themselves as well um, <laughs> Samantha would be just like Margot Robbie, like she's like an icon, um, and she can play like 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 the New York broad, <laughs> even though she's Australian. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, Carrie would be Kiki Palmer because I can't think of anyone charismatic enough to play Carrie. Kiki Palmer is probably the most charismatic person I've ever seen in my whole life. So Kiki Palmer is. Like, yeah, Kiki Palmer, give her everything. Yes. She needs to be in and just like that. Yeah, she would just save that whole show in the space of one She scene. would, honestly. Yeah, they're my predictions. Mel's going to do her predictions on TikTok. I, uh, yes. Oh, yeah, it's a good idea. I'll do our first ever TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do but, that. Yeah, I still stand by Meryl Street if it was ever filmed in 2000. Harry. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like another person who could play Samantha because she would actually be like in her forties, really. Um, like um, Kate Winslet. <laughs> Greg. It's hard to. Greg Gerwig. If she stopped Greta bloody Gerwig. directing, the person you remember she was like she's directing Barbie, sorry Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she, that in, like, would be Francis a good one. Har and stuff, and actually she's quite good. Or um, Jemima Kirk. Yeah. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah, I think she's in her. She must be in her late thirties, probably past her forties. Yeah, she definitely has that like 
like nonchalant ethereal out of there like could be a slut and unashamedly I love Jermaine Carter yeah I mean if you want us to do a girls podcast let us know let us know in the comments (laughs) let us know girlies (laughs) like comment and subscribe would you like to hear a girls podcast (laughs) everyone's going back into it again Everyone's getting Everyone's like, you know, everyone's like, I need to start and what is it? I need to separate the artist from the art. And we're currently exactly. t- t- talking about Lena Dunham when we mentioned that. That voice. was kind of like the end of like, um, that was the beginning of the end, wasn't it? Like, that's when people started getting iPhones. That's when people started getting cancelled, like, slowly after that. Like, it was like just the, just the end of like this era of this episode where everything was like, naive and like people could say stupid shit and me too was still going on like it, it was, was a very different time yeah because remember when the first early episodes when charlie and charlie was with marnie and like he was having yeah. a startup thing and that was like all the fresh kind of tech that was coming out and then exactly. by the later episode when he's like all washed up heroin addict that's when it's like the tech exactly. had taken over and manifested into something evil exactly. so oh my god cool so well back we'll to... go back into the back to the episode <laughs> anyway bye <laughs> then um oh yeah so then charlotte is with a flip back to new york with charlotte i really i can't believe charlotte is so horny for trey like she's so all over him i i don't know if it's because i was a bit younger when i started watching this series but i never understood trey because a he was vile and then he was kind mm. of ugly because he was quite middle-aged but then obviously because like growing up and knowing about Twin Peaks and stuff like he was kind of seen as like yeah. a heartthrob um, yeah he really was so it's Which interesting is... seeing how it would have been perceived way back then versus now like he gives me ultimate ick yeah he's pretty icky especially because like I, I always just think of him in Showgirls <laughs> what is he like in Showgirls have you not watched Showgirls no. oh my god like I am it's hard to describe. Showgirls is just like he's kind of creepy in it, and like it's like such a shit film, but it's so shit. Like it's great, and it's like really campy, and he's very serious in his role. Like he's kind of like Trey a little bit, but then also a bit more like if Trey was doing coke all the time. <laughs> and like it's just like a such an airy film, especially watching Trey and then watching him in, um. Like in, te- in like it's such a different role, it's like very jarring. So yeah, I never really thought he was hot, but when he's topless, he is hot. Yeah, there's a few cute scenes with them, but I just like Charlotte, get out, get out. Okay, so now that we've bitched thoroughly about Trey, or I keep calling him Troy by accident, uh, we move <laughs> back to LA and we are. Um, we are tra- traumatized. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew. I was going to say oh, yeah, Matthew actually... McConaughey, but then it's like the car. How did I forget about her insane driving? Yeah. Like, Should we talk about the driving? Yeah. Like? Again, if she'd had a smartphone, she could just Google it and she'd be fine. But they're really, they're all dug in life at this point in the 2000s. Also, in this day and age, they just be getting Ubers as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 They'd all be vaping in the back of the Uber. Like. <laughs> That's so true. Why don't they get cabs in LA? They get so many cabs in New York. I think it's more... I think it's really expensive, though. Oh, okay. Because it's so big. So I think a lot of people would just rent cars. Cost of living. This was, um, this was literally me when I rented 
So this, I did the opposite. I rented an automatic car and had never driven an automatic car when I was in France last year. And I kept like violently breaking, like carried us. And I was like, this would be me. I would die. Like, <laughs> I really would have driven LA, but I just like the traffic and shit is, is too much. It's the right turnings. I don't understand. Why is it a green yeah. light? Why is it a red light and you can turn? Nonsensical behaviours. Nonsensical. Um, so. I mean, I love when she says um, she matches her outfit to the car. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Samantha gets out it's like where are you gonna go yeah yeah she's just gonna do like a five mile hike to try and get to WeHo or something WeHo she because they're literally in the valley aren't they like the valley mm. like one of brothers is like really far out oh. LA is a myth do you know what all of California is just bizarre I think I stood in a parking bizarre. lot for like a Walmart for like five minutes it's like this is the size of town yeah a town yeah exactly so, <laughs> um Oh, and then, do you know, actually, in the bit where, so Matthew McConaughey, we go to Matthew McConaughey, and actually, um, I think it was Alex Baldwin was supposed to do uh, Matthew McConaughey's, (laughs) like, role. So they, like, when Sarah Michelle Gellar is, like, putting her hands over her face, they dub her voiceover because they didn't actually have anyone um, planned then. So Matthew McConaughey was, like, a last-minute... I wondered that, because it looks so weird how they'd done that, and that makes so much more sense now. Yeah, it's very funny. Also, um, A, why did they get rid of him? B, he looks more like Big. It makes more sense for him to say, like, I should be Big. When Matty McCon- I don't think he was available or something. Uh, okay. Like, so he just couldn't make the shoot. Um, How funny. He's just been charged for accidental manslaughter today. So... No way. Yeah, so that's the reason he's getting off some jobs now. But way back when, he didn't have such a sordid past. He was still fresh wow. in the game. Apparently, Alex Baldwin was supposed to play Mr. Big as well. Ew. You'll never guess who the creative Sex and City says almost paid Mr. Big. Alex Baldwin. Ew. What the fuck? Oh, Alec Baldwin. He... Oh, my God. But if he'd done that, maybe we'd never got um, 30 Rock. And he was quite good on 30 Rock, even though I really don't like him. <laughs> um, Hayley Bieber wouldn't have been... Hayley Bieber wouldn't have been born. Yeah, I was just crazy, thinking Hayley Bieber. Even though but... she's his niece. Yeah, I really, like, her wearing the Nepo baby t-shirt, like, last week. And then, like, who are you? Like, I think you're just Justin Bieber's Yeah, she, a, she's not a Nepo baby. She's a Nepo niece slash Nepo wife. <laughs> so, wear the white fucking t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> true. She's so tragic, but she's got gorgeous skin. She does, like, a, her makeup oh on God, TikTok. So and she's just stunning. I'm like, there's nout behind those eyes, eyes but those. She's gorgeous. I yeah. love it. If this was nowadays, do you think Hayley Bieber would be playing Sarah Michelle Gellar's role? Or it would be like a TikToker or something? No, Hayley Bieber would be playing the girl at the front of the line when they can't get on the red carpet. (laughs) (laughs) She's not getting booked for anything more than a line. No, that's true. Um, So we've got Matthew McConaughey now. Who I said he acts exactly the same as he does in Wolf of Wall Street, but apparently this is just how he is in real life. So he wasn't really even acting. He improv this, apparently. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, he improv that yeah. scene in Wolf of Wall Street. Do you know what I'm talking about? He's like, oh, wow. And he's like, bow. Yeah, no. He's like, he's like clapping his um, hand against his chest. And it was completely oh God, improvised. And like Leo's face is like real because he was like so freaked out by it because he's like, didn't expect it. And Martin School says he kept it in the cut because it was just such an awkward scene. And it just makes Oh, my God. I literally sense. reference that all the time. If I'm like hanging, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. Or if I want to get on it, 
or something. So now we know that this is his bye buddy improv. It's that weird, like, over-the-top Southern style, like, wacky-wacky yeah. kind of Because apparently when they were filming it, Sarah Jessica Parker was like, what the fuck? Like, she was the same, and they were just like, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. No way. Um, they, remember they were in a film together as well? Failure to Launch. Uh, I don't think I ever watched that, but I remember being that being like sh- thrown, like shoved down our throats for like a full year in the noughties. Yeah, he was doing something. He was doing some casting couch stuff or whatever because he was doing those kind of films to death. Yeah, I remember. Like, I think no, I think I did watch, and I was just like, I, just, I actually can't bring myself to finish this film. <laughs> like, it's not like him um, how to get rid of a guy in ten days. That is actually like yeah. great. Um. Then, so, like, this whole scene is just, like, Carrie being gaslit by Matthew McConaughey and be like, why, I don't understand why Carrie and Mr. Big can't make it work. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so clever. It's so funny. Yeah. Do, do you think they should bring him back for, and just like that? Oh, my God, yeah. He would be such a good love interest for her. They should have done it instead of the podcast guy. Yeah. I went, well, we all know Aiden's coming back. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that when we need to get to that oh gosh um, also I was going to say um, obviously there's loads of references to sm- Carrie smoking in this episode I think it's because LA was always a bit more forward with their like their hippy dippy like health as yeah, well kind of stuff but like Carrie is more iconic when she smokes she's like less aggravated she just says no to stuff mm. more and like she's less wishy-washy yeah. and I, I just wanted to say I miss smoking Carrie I just think she's like yeah better. I know I actually went to buy a vape after watching this episode, though. <laughs> what flavour did you get? I got GCP, just Ooh. lost memory. It's okay. I wouldn't recommend. Oh. I haven't really been smoking as well, but I was like, I just want one. It was very chic. Even though she put out her cigarette, I only have to two puffs every single time. It just stressed me out. Literally. Peter was like, this is so wasteful. And I was like, <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, I really miss and like the era before like the living crisis where we could just dub, shove out a cigarette after having two Or drafts. even before we got taxed. It'd be like, a pack would be like, nothing. You could buy a pack with luggage. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, yeah. Especially 23 years ago. God, yeah, of course. They were actively promoting people to smoke at that time. Yeah. <laughs> um... Oh, I just wanted to talk about, yeah, when Carrie sits in the fake New York and then she's smoking as well. And I was just like, she's so extra to literally sit on like a film <laughs> set and like say her fucking line. It's like, chill, babe. You can take the girl out of New York, but you can't take her out she's from like... being a stupid bitch on her little <laughs> steps. She's like, it's outside. I was like, you are literally standing on like a wooden flammable set. If you, you think when you shoot up that cigarette, I was like, that shouldn't be what you should be. That is going to go up in flames like immediately. Honestly. So, yeah. Still love her. Reckless. Iconic. Yeah. And then we go to the gas dick launch party. That's just like all they've written. I just wrote that. The lawyer situation. So I think in this episode, Miranda's really annoying because Miranda's big arc in this episode is that she is just seen as like, oh, interesting and funny to guys, but not seen as like sexy and good looking. And obviously LA being all about superficial and good looking people. She's not being seen as that person. But then at the same time, she is shaming Samantha, like they always seem to do across all the series. Um, like she's mm. shaming Samantha for being like over sexualized and chasing Garth and being yeah, just like exactly. a really like fl- fluid, outward, like 
over-the-top self, why does she talk to Samantha in the same way and just be like, oh, how do I adopt this superficial nature for this trip alone instead of just being yeah. a bitch? And then assuming that a woman dressed in a retight dress is a prostitute when actually she's a lawyer for Disney. It's like, yeah. you, you can literally just like talk to your best mate of how to just let loose a little bit. Like, I don't know, pop a yeah. pill, like, take us out, just do something, <laughs> put on a better dress and get some extensions. Um, yeah, literally. It's just so This painful. is what happened. This is Miranda's arc in, and just like that season two, she's moving to LA Bay. Oh, is she? <laughs> yeah. And she's a dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. And then, like, even when Miranda's judging the lawyer, like, Carrie's like so judgmental of her. She's like, like, looking at her like, it's like, I still can't believe Carrie is this, like, columnist about sex and relationships. And she's so judgy. And she's yeah. like, she's a hooker. <laughs> a hooker. <laughs> she does it across the two episodes so much, like, with the whole dildo thing as so well. Funny. Like, you are meant to be the most sex-positive person in the room. And you are quite probably <laughs> the second to last at any given point. Miranda I guess that last. really just... I guess it like that really highlights what the noise was like. It was like women like celebrating sexy women, but like you couldn't be sexual, like super sexual yourself. Yeah. Whereas now, and they kind of conflate. Like, it's really weird because especially when their best friend is like really successful and oversexual, but they always yeah. conflate oversexual women with like just being a bit of a fluff or not really anything, and they look down on them. But it's like you can be both, and your yeah. best friend is proof of that. Yet you still disrespect yeah. <laughs> every other woman for being exact, potentially being that very confusing i didn't yeah and then i didn't get the bit where she said um sex is so hidden in new york when la it's like everywhere and i was like i don't think that's right <laughs> like, no, well i think sex is everywhere like in terms of how you dress in terms of the clubs yeah. you go to the drinks you drink like how you drink them like Especially new york in, like, is a so, major so city. yeah it's like when you go clubbing obviously you think that it's normal. yeah i didn't get that um i just picked up a bit where um when Carrie's asleep and then she wakes up to Samantha getting railed by (laughs) Goff and then she has this like um, eye mask on and it says it has her initials in like rhinestone saying CB it's like oh I love all the little details yeah I actually do really want that eye mask that's very it's so cute god and just like that I need to take some notes it, this so these episodes I think are quite poetically written. Like they and Carrie's yeah. can be annoying, but there's loads of like really nice like device that they've used to like push the story along. Like say for example, we've moved from the dildo party to um, Charlotte back in New York City, and like mm. Carrie's told her to try something to see if Trey is impotent. <laughs> the stamps. Yeah, yeah, like she does. It was it the wedding? They wedding stamps that she uses to measure. So she, oh, so oh, that's so, cute. So Carrie tells her to see if he gets like hard in the middle of the night by wrapping something around him, and then um, she would take like some wedding stamps. I don't really understand what it was. If it was real postage stamps, I was like, that is four, like four or five pounds worth of postage stamps. I was thinking in this that. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, so she tests to see if he's in impotent and then obviously wakes up in the morning, really excited and sees that the little chain that she made has been ripped. That means that something <laughs> did happen in the middle of the night. That means he is an impotent. Um, and I just thought that was really silly. Yeah. Yeah, and then it, like, spurs Charlotte to come to the girls. Yeah. And then, um, then we go back to... Um, off trying like proposing to samantha that he'll move to new york 
<laughs> I, and then he's reading her poetry and stuff. It's like, oh, he is so well. I wrote down the quote, one of my favourite quotes, which I think is true. No one falls in love quicker than a man without a home. So he just <laughs> wanted a rent-free place to live. So he was just like oh hooked God, on so to true. Charlotte. I mean, hooked on to Samantha and just hoped for the best. But little did he know. Little did he know. That is not her type. The, actually, the amount of people I tried to marry me when I was in LA, I couldn't relate, to be fair. <laughs> Why did you turn it down? No, I was trying to I was trying to propose to people. Oh, what did they do? I was like, please! <laughs> I was like, give me a green card. Oh, I love Mom, Danica. I love the, uh, and just like that in this way. It's like, and just like that, Samantha left Garth, but took the best part of him. And it just is like the massive dildo of his... Yeah, oh, I love her cheeky face when she's like, <laughs> <laughs> So um, then we go on to her, um, the girlies having dinner at Saddle Ranch, which actually, funnily enough, like in 2020, Saddle Ranch went viral on like TikTok and all these like influencers were going. Um, and it's like, it's like in the middle of a WeHo. I went actually when I was there just because of this episode and there's this like big, like, what do you call it? Like a horsey... Buccaneer or something like that? <sighs> yeah and then some like Miranda's like really just accepting her like fun life in LA and she like rips the top off and she's like sexy and liberal after meeting the hooker slash Disney lawyer also did you notice on the side so obviously that it's them three together that go who is spurring Miranda on obviously Samantha I know. letting her live her best life who is holding her back Carrie Carrie's like no no Miranda Miranda and um I blame Carrie for all of Miranda's yeah. Bad decisions. Miranda and Samantha should end up together. Oh my god, that would be insane. Imagine if they swap personalities. <laughs> um, so Imagine yeah. she's just like, I'm actually not moving to LA, I'm moving to London. And Carrie, I'm no longer speaking to you. Fuck you. Oh my god, that would be juicy. Where would, where would lesbian um, Miranda and Samantha <laughs> live? Because they'd have to move out of the way. We're not doing this again. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then after that Clapham. stunning scene and Miranda letting loose, we end up by the pool. Um, and Carrie is having him. Is that at the end of this episode? Yeah, it is. I know. I can't remember where the episode ends. Yeah, she's having her moment by the pool. She's having a cheeky cigarette. I feel like the cigarette, oh, the smoking, yeah. really pushes the agenda and the storyline along with this episode. And actually, I, I think the yeah, no, no, I'm not sure if the thing we just talked about is in this episode or the next one. The doctor one. No, the, the, the bucket... Oh, no, 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 it is, it is, it is, sorry. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, the guy, yeah, the guy hits on her while she's smoking, and he's he's super cute. He was really cute, and she's like, I just want to be alone, and that's when I realised I am happy to be alone. <laughs> and I was like... I love when the, the last sign of this episode, if I could master a stick shift, is a relationship so far behind? <laughs> <laughs> This like this is like Sex and the City on acid or something like they're just really ripping into LA. It's so funny. Yeah, it's it was good fun, and I listened to a podcast about it, like these two straight men. We're talking about this episode. I don't I think they're just covering oh, all yeah. of like early two thousands culture, and they were like, "We're from New York. We're like raised in the Bronx." And they were just really angry at this episode. It's like I don't think it's that deep. It's just more that it's just something to fill up time. And show off their fantastic yeah. outfits, get them in like sluttier outfits, get them a bit more YOLO. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was yeah, it's just girls, girls in halls. It was, and this was like the episode where I, I think this was like the first time I really 
started understanding what LA was and like the cultural significance of the difference between New York and LA. Yeah. This that episode like made me want to go to LA. So I was like, this looks stupid and iconic. <laughs> but I think so, I think LA is like seen like viewed in like a different way now. Like I don't think it's like I think now people are eating healthy, people are vegan, like it's... I only watch because I don't watch a lot of stuff set in LA. The only thing I watched is you and season two. It's set in LA and it's oh, all yeah. set around like a health food shop. So I was very oh, shocked to see yeah, the yeah. side of LA. I was like, is it Erewhon? And that's really big at the moment. That's it. Yeah. yeah oh my god, that's it's such a good. It's amazing. Me and Pete went there every morning to get our breakfast. <laughs> Did you have to take out a mortgage to get those breakfasts? Are they <laughs> yes. Yes, I am skipped. <laughs> Um, oh yeah so it's moved on cities move on and then Elon Musk is doing is he doing that in LA his little uh, underground I'm sure he is his little little things (laughs) I just wanted to include my favourite line of the the episode what's your favourite line this is a non-smoking floor I have an addiction sir <laughs> she was gonna come up with something really sassy, and it was just like, I have an addiction, sir. I think it, I think my la- my favorite line is still Garth with the perfect girl. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Actually, no, my, my favorite's probably, You are a loser. I just think oh, yeah. that was just really, really random. I thought she was gonna beat it more. She wasn't in this episode more than I, I remembered she was, and it was just. Four lines, one of them being that great. It was and one the of them was dubbed, so lines. technically three lines. So Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. They were like, um, Sarah Michelle Geller, sorry, um, sorry to interrupt you playing Buffy. Can you just say <laughs> Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> it's like my... And then voice notes, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless her. I hope she got paid double what they paid her with Buffy for that two minutes of absolute masterclass and acting. What do you give this episode out of 10? Good question. I, It's really nice to see them out of New York, but I do think it was a bit of filler and not having the girls together does make the vibe a bit different. Yeah. So I'm going to give it quite a middling seven. Oh, yeah. okay. I think it's probably for me like an eight, an eight out of, eight out of 10. Yeah, I just think Miranda's far too annoying in this episode and... Um, they're all kind of annoying this episode. Yeah, I just, and also Garth is good looking enough for me to be that interested yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, usually needs some kind of good looking guy. So yeah. Yeah. No? Matthew McConaughey was a standout though. I can't, I still can't believe the improv that. It was I just couldn't stop thinking about that scene in Wolf of Wall Street, so it gave me the ick. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh God, he's so good at playing that character, like just that fucking crazy character. Yeah. And I always forget he's got such a Southern American accent. Like. I always forget that too. It's like, is he putting this on? Is this for a reason? Yeah. I, I needed to watch a video about him in real life, but I didn't. So I must assume he's really Southern. Yeah, he is. It's really, it's really freaky to listen to. Oh, Crap. God. Love, love it. Right. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Matthew McConaughey. Mwah, chef's kiss. They were really pulling in the cameos by season three, weren't they? They really were, yeah. Um, so my fault, uh, we did not, oh, sorry, let me start again. Um, right. So at the end, so after she's had a moment when she's like, I'm alive, I'm alone. She finally gets back into a car and miraculously can drive this, like whatever it is, car, totally fine. And then she gets to the outside of the studio and she's like, I don't want to do this. 
I need to figure stuff out my, by myself and not share it with the world. The world just needs to see my drama, even though I write about it every single week. Every in a column week. that circulates around one of the biggest cities in the world. Um, but <laughs> I don't need to make a film out of it. Um, and I was really perplexed by this because um, it's like, did the writers just get lazy and just think maybe we just don't want to keep her in LA because she'd have to live in LA? Um, mm. Or was it just like an easy way to get her out of that situation? Yeah, because this is basically just what happened to Candice Bushnell. Who wrote the column? So it's just like referencing that, but got you. Um, and I was like reading up on it on Reddit, um, just to like see what people thought about it, and it was really funny. Like someone wrote a really massive post, like Carrie's always going on about how like she's been traumatized and everything's always come back to chase her, and like she didn't want to make this film when this film could have been a really good idea. And then she's like, well, maybe this Carrie should have just got therapy. Like she could have like successfully produced this really cool film and then just simultaneously <laughs> got on therapy, got on over big, got on over all these issues she's having back at home, and lived a very fun and successful life but she's very anti anti-sex and anti-therapy very very yeah. 2000 of her that's why she hates la i feel like la is very therapy as well that's so true like well obviously we'll turn we'll look into it the next episode with miranda and her mate but yeah like st- be doing stuff that's good for you is like seemingly quite anti-new yeah. york like you need to be quite chaotic it was so anti-new york like when um samantha in this episode she's like uh, in the next episode she goes Oh, Woody Allen thing is so out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, LA's always been kind of at the forefront of like mental well being and like looking after yourself. And like, it's funny to see it now and today, like in today, like where there's like Whole Foods in every single corner of New York. Yeah, like, you, it wouldn't be like, you wouldn't deal with a breakup by like binge drinking for like a month. You'd actually just go like do that whole kind of like yoga, like working on myself. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, I just found it. So she she fumbled the bag, if I'm honest, with that. Um, <laughs> I know she would have had to dealt with Matthew McConaughey and his very southern accent for a long time, but yeah, and he's very me too very vibes. Me too vibes. But then she wouldn't be producing a podcast with some really underqualified people over in 2021. <laughs> so uh, call it. That was very that. Coulda, woulda, that shoulda. was a very sliding doors moment of her. It really was. Yeah. Poor gal. So, R.I.P. R.I.P. to Standard, R.I.P. to L.A., R.I.P. to <laughs> Carrie Fisher, who we're going to talk about in a minute. <laughs> yeah, let's get into... Actually, we'll wrap up this episode and we'll be back next week with Sex and Another City. 